Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. What the rules are. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 194. Jamie, we are so close to 195. So, oh, I thought you were going to say 200. <laughs> no, that for us, that could be a year away. <laughs> no, no. No, we're very close to 195, though. Yeah, we, well, yes, we are. So one I, episode away. <laughs> one episode. Thank you. Did you do the math by yourself on that one? I All by myself. <laughs> well, that was Jamie from Light FM. If you're new to the podcast, <laughs> welcome aboard. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand in the Morning Show, and we are the Walkers and Talkers podcast, back in for two weeks in a row. Woo! Look at us go. And I'm going to guess three weeks in a row, because we have to do part two of uh, the first episode. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not really part two because every episode is con- almost every episode is continued. The next episode, exactly. they just used part one and part two in the titles. We have a little bit of news, which I'm going to give you. There's there's really no um, Norman Reedus news, so Jamie doesn't have any oh. stories for us today. Oh man, okay. So there's that. I can watch episode two now through AMC Premiere, but I haven't yet. I like to watch it on Friday nights. Yeah, this way I can you know, relax Friday night. The week is over. Chill out. Right, and then I I don't have to, you know, then it's such a long way for the next episode. And I don't want to watch every, like, I watch every Monday, I guess, the second one, uh, roughly, or Sunday Night Late. Yeah. But I, I like to watch it close to when it airs, because I, I can't hold a secret very long. <laughs> and if anything big happens, I want to be able to tweet about it, like, two I days later, so when, when everybody else is, uh, you know, tweeting about it. And The Walking Dead was trending on Sunday on Twitter, which it doesn't always do. A lot Ooh. of people had a lot of comments about the show, so. I'm sure. So let's let's talk about some things that I picked up along the way. Uh, Maggie's group, according to a couple articles I saw, is called the Wardens, W A R D E N S, the Wardens. 
I don't know. I don't remember her saying that, but maybe she did because the article said that she said the, uh, she referenced that in talking about the place they lived. I'll have to go back and watch it. You don't have to tweet me necessarily. Uh, you know what? <laughs> nah, I'm fine. I'll, I'll find it. I'm going to go watch the episode again. But I, I okay. think I believe they're called the wardens. Angela Kang explained in an interview with Insider.com how they chose to give Michonne's comic story to someone else. Now we're going to talk about the episode. So spoiler. Here we go. Um, you saw that Yumiko sees her brother, Tommy, T-O-M-I? Brother. Is it brother? Okay. Yeah. There's a picture of them on the wall. And then he, in the picture it says, have you seen my sister, Miko? I guess that's what he calls her. Now in the comics, and we've talked about this before, I believe, it's Michonne who sees a poster of, because she goes to the Commonwealth in the comic books, sees a poster of her daughter, Elodie, uh, she says, I'm at the bakery. Come see me if you know anything about my mom. And so she's reunited with her with her daughter. Uh, obviously, in, it, she doesn't have any kids left in the uh, TV show because allegedly yeah. she had a son and her son was killed. So she has a daughter in the comics who survives and is at Commonwealth. And in the comics, Michonne is the lawyer. So they made Yumiko the lawyer. In the comics, Michonne goes on to be a judge. Because in the Commonwealth, which we're all going to learn, they value what you did before towards what you're going to do if you become part of their society, which exactly. is why they're asking so many important questions like, what did your, father, your parents do for a living and how do you wipe your ass? <laughs> how many times a day do you poop? Right. All the, yeah, all the important questions. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Yumiko's a lawyer. We learned that in season 10. She was Magna's lawyer at some point. Uh, Angela Kang also said at one point they considered Connie for the role of reunited and mm. feel so good and uh, lawyer, but she left to go film Marvel's The Eternals, which is coming out soon, and so she blew it. <laughs> she blew it. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, the other name that is drawing a lot of attention that was on that wall. The name Heath was on the wall. Oh, I saw that. And I actually was shown, jumped up. <laughs> was shown twice. Now here's the thing. We remember Heath. Right, from his one season or two half seasons. Yep. And then he disappeared uh, on a bottle episode with Tara in the middle of season seven, I believe. And not only did we not really care that he disappeared, Tara never mentioned it when she got back to Alexandria. No one asked about him. So true. No one ever mentioned his name. Even the people that lived in Alexandria were like, hey, what happened to Heath? I guess they were all like, oh, he got a job on 24. So he, oh, so, you know, you look on, there was a video on YouTube and it was talking about, uh, it was breaking down the episode and they mentioned the Heath thing and that Heath is going to come back or Heath is in the movies and a relative of his is in Commonwealth or there's some, you know, it's a nod to Heath being in the universe, whether he, yeah. showed, and they were so excited. Oh my God, I can't wait. I'm going to cry when I see him again. Really going to really? cry. He was barely on the show. Nobody cared about him. Oh my god. In the comics, Heath was a big character. On the show, he was nobody. Wow. And that's why he left. Oh my god, if he's in the movie with Rick and they all get reunited, I'm going to cry. I, I wrote, you, seriously? What are you going to cry about? I wouldn't cry over that. Who cares? Obviously, people care because it's a loop, it's a, it's a plot hole, like Morales coming back. Speaking of which, Angela Kang was asked if she's going to bring other people back, like Heath or uh, Pamela... Um, uh, Georgie, rather, you know the, yes. the woman who helped uh, Maggie. Yes, and yep, she said the, not uh, necessarily. <laughs> yeah, she said you know who. By the way, everyone thought was um, Pamela Milton, the governor of Commonwealth, but now we know that's not the case because they cast a different woman as as uh, as Pamela Milton. Yes, 
Anyway, uh, they said with notice, unless it adds to the story, there's no need to bring certain people back. She didn't specifically say her, but if there's anyone else that you saw and they went away and like, whatever happened to them? So, yeah, oh, I'm going to cry when Heath comes. I'll be so emotional. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. It's like if you cry if Diane gets killed. Like sooner or later, Diane's going to get killed. The archer. Oh, yeah. At that point, I didn't get... even realize her name. That's how much of right. a Right. You go, oh, well, she was on the show for a long time. You're not going to care. She has been. If Scott yeah. dies, uh, who's mm. in real life. Um, Sonequa. Sonequa Martin Green. The Green. Yeah, her husband. Husband. You're going to go, oh, he was on the show for like seven, eight seasons. Oh, and then you go, eh. No, yeah, but oh, I'm going <laughs> to cry when he comes back. Right, right. <laughs> Listen, guys, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm going to cry when he, I'm sorry. I apologize, but I don't apologize. Come on. He's a good actor. Corey Hawkins is a good actor. Good looking guy. You know, he looked like uh, the character in the comics. Yeah. But he maybe had like 10 words. If you want to see him, he was in the movie In the Heights. He had a big role. Oh, well, there you go. Corey Hawkins. There you go. John. And he can sing. There you go. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead season seven pictures were released. Uh, there were also photographs from World Beyond, but, you know, who cares? Uh, Fear the Walking <laughs> Dead season seven. The only picture I really cared about was um, Morgan and Grace and the baby all wearing radiation suits. Oh, boy. Walking through what looks like just complete devastation. And somehow there's a radiation suit for a baby on a submarine. <laughs> I, I have to call baby radiation suit bullshit on that one. <laughs> so and, and how they survived the radiation, they interviewed the, the, uh, the writers, the, the two guys uh, who write uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. And they said they did a lot of research on surviving a nuclear blast and surviving yeah. radiation. And that tells me they're just going to avoid it. Because Morgan and Grace and the baby were outside when the bomb went off. And had to have been hit with nuclear radiation. How could they not? All right. And and the fact that Daryl and, Sh- and Sherry, uh, sorry, Dwight and Sherry are in a, basically a little basement. Uh, yeah. Uh, a with, storm shelter, like, yep. you know, and you're going to survive radiation leaking through. Come Oof. on. Come on now. I think they're just going to go, uh, you know, and just write it off like uh, they survived. Don't read too much into it. Because yeah. we didn't when we wrote it. <laughs> Lazy writing. Lazy writing is what it is. It's like writing Maggie with one G. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Acheron or Acheron. Acheron. Uh, the only thing I could find online is that it's a it's a Greek river. Oh. Right. It's a yes, and then, so I thought, well, the only thing that explains that a Greek river uh, in the, in the case of this uh, maybe part two, uh, I don't know what happens in part two yet, is uh, is maybe the water floods the tunnel. And That's a, what I was thinking, the big storm happening. Right? Yeah, it's a river in northwest Greece. So, I don't know. Well, because don't, Negan referenced the water line. Right. So, may, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's some Greek mythological story where there were bodies in a river. I don't know. It's All I saw was it's a river. I didn't see any uh, uh, connotation to it that there was a big story behind it. So, well, I guess we'll find out. Anyway, the episode starts off at the military base that they teased last season um, in the bonus episodes when Daryl found the military guy. A couple of military soldier guys. Oh, yes. Anyway, there's bodies of soldiers all laid out on the floor, um, which you think they're all dead, right? I mean, obviously they're dead. Uh, turns out they're walkers that were sleeping. Now, I have to call slight bullshit on this. Yeah, I thought the same thing. They're called lurkers. Yeah, so Angela Kang on Talking Dead explained that in the comics, there are roamers and lurkers. Now, lurking, you'd be like lurking around a corner. You'd be still standing up. But I would call them yeah. sleepers, but... Uh, roamers and lurkers. Lurkers lay down when they're exhausted 
and they and they wake up if you wake them up, but otherwise they rest. They yeah, don't just dormant. Okay, so I would imagine in the world of The Walking Dead that maybe the person's physiology or it's random, your DNA as to who's roamers and who's lurkers. But we haven't seen that many lurkers in the show, which she oh, pointed out. Never. Maybe there's one sleep. Maybe, you know where there were some lurkers uh, when with the alarm clock. When they came to the, the oh, field yes. and they threw the alarm clock into the field and the walkers. And they all popped up. Yeah, where, whichever show that was, I don't remember. <laughs> it's fine. Um, they were all sleeping. Okay. I think it was Gabriel and Aaron. Yes. Uh, yeah. Was it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, right. That's when they found the burned out house. Yeah. Right. They were looking for locations. That's yes. very good, Jamie. Very good. Thank so you. they were lurkers, I guess, because they were all resting in the fields. But you're telling me that the entire military base was all lurkers? That was hard. That's that was hard to believe. That's I, lurker I, bullshit. There's not one yeah. roamer. There's not one walker <laughs> There's walking not around. One roamer. Every one of them lied down. None of them lied down on top of each other. They were all perfectly spaced. Right. And they all had their guns next to them. Another thing. With all those automatic weapons, I understand they're 10 or 12 years old. And I'm sure if you know about guns, there must be some reason why they don't all fire. But wouldn't you try to grab them just as importantly as the food? Hell, yes. Carol tried to get, get them and somebody looked at her and was like, mm-mm. I would, if I were Carol, be like, mm-hmm. Right, she, <laughs> and if they're lurkers, they're going to go back to sleep. So just come back the next day and grab the guns. That's what I... I Especially if the... If, yeah, thank you. Uh, again, if the Reapers <laughs> are out there and you have a, you have an enemy, why why in the world wouldn't you grab weapons uh, so that, you know, you can kill them? Exactly. They're I walk, would go back. They're walking out with axes, you know, like swords and knives. I didn't see any of them with automatic weapons. I didn't Because if either. they had automatic weapons, you wouldn't be able to beat them. So you have yep. a military base. There had to be grenades. There had to be other weapons there. There had to be everything there. A few of the group propel themselves down from the ceiling. These are survivors of the apocalypse who, you know, they're, now they're repelling themselves down from the ceiling, an opening. I guess those, and of course they break, but we'll get to that. So yeah. Maggie, Rosita, Kelly, Magna, and Lydia. It was all women, right? All, all women, yes, okay. because they, they said that they sent the latest down there. Right. Uh, the floor is covered with sleeping walkers. They find crates of military rations, MREs. We've already seen in the trailer that these walkers wake up and they lift Carol out last. Thanks, trailer guy. So at this point, I'm like, <laughs> come on, I already know what happens. Uh, of course, one of the cables break as they're going back up because that's what happens. Uh, as they're lifting food up, Dow grabs the food, but then his arm gets caught and blood lands on one of the walkers. I don't remember where we saw this. Some Another TV show or movie where you think they stop anything from falling onto something bad and then it's a water droplet that that drops or, or blood there was some other show or movie where oh, where was it was it in a marvel movie where the blood drops and wakes everybody up what was Ooh. that oh my god what was it where the blood the drop of i'm not if you know what it is you can tweet me uh tweet the walkers underscore talkers account so that we don't get bombarded. But go ahead and tweet at the walkers underscore talkers account. But there was something in the past couple of years where a drop of blood, possibly, or sweat, drops and then ruins everything. Oh, my God. Sets an alarm off or something or wakes up something. I, 
I think I remember in 28 Days Later, a drop of blood drops in someone's eye and they turn, but that doesn't wake up like a whole... Yeah, and it's not recent. I didn't see that movie, so it wasn't that. Oh, okay, so it wasn't that. It wasn't that, but nice. Good going. There you go. I I, I try. Yep, okay. (laughs) So uh, they wake up, of course, from the blood that drops on the face of one of the walkers who wakes up growling, and now they're fighting them with slingshots and bows and arrows, and you're like, that's not going to last. There's a hundred of them. I know, and I'm thinking, and you need those arrows back. Right, I, right. So Carol and Maggie find some automatic weapons, and that works. They start mowing them down. Uh, they lift up the four of them one at a time. So they got a couple of guns, I guess. Everyone is up except Carol. Uh, she's about to clip herself on, and she sees a box of food. She runs for it, and she grabs Daryl's knives, and then they pull her up at the last second. Saved by the bell. Right. But did you see when they were pulling her up, and the walkers were on the ground below her? It was such a bad green screen. Oh God! Really? Oh, I didn't was, really. I didn't notice. Yeah, it was. It was bad. Oh, it was also. You always bad. pick up on that stuff. That that particular one, the lighting was in such a way where you're like, oh, <laughs> it's so bad. All right. Oh. That's where the credits hit. Uh, when we come out of the credits, we uh, we go back to Alexandria. Oh, what's left of it? It's been burned out by the whispers. Daryl is greeted by Dog Judith and R.J. So cute. Very cute. Negan comes out to get a bag at the exact moment that Maggie mm-hmm. is standing there. Awkward. Herschel, little Herschel, runs up to Maggie in his little baseball cap, his little Glenn baseball cap. So cute. Uh, then more of Maggie's people arrive, including a very large man named Duncan. Duncan. <laughs> so, uh, it reminded me of Mike Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, yeah. May he rest in peace, as they say. Yeah. Well, only because he was a large you know, man of color, and his name was Duncan. And I was like, oh, Duncan. Oh, yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, Maggie's people look at Negan and say, is that him? Was that the guy? Was that him? Yeah. They said it pretty loudly, yeah. too. Yeah, they didn't really care. But they, that's, the, that that's, the guy? The, that's the guy, right? He's going to kill Glenn. Uh, Father Gabriel talked to everyone uh, in leadership about how there's a shortage of food, and everyone is too weak to rebuild, and they got to go get some food. Now, Maggie says, well, there's plenty of food where they used to live with her group in a place called Meridian. Uh, there's crops, animals, and one of her people says, but now it's gone. Then Maggie tells the story about she and Agatha and Frost and Duncan. These are good names, right? Yeah, <laughs> Frost. Frost, Duncan, Agatha. And her guy's name is Cole, by the way. Cole. Yes. Right. But no relation to Cole from Fear the Walking Dead, who's Mips. Who, no, no Mips, not Mips. Not Mips. She said they were on a mission leading walkers away when they heard screams back at their uh, camp. They got back too late. Most of her people had already been killed, and the rest of us got away with their lives. She said the people that did it only come out at night, and by the time you see them, you're dead. See, that's scary and all, but we've already seen a trailer where she and Negan run into them, and they're not dead. So don't say, like, as soon as you see them, you're dead. How would you know that? Because if you've seen them, you'd be dead. You're still here. That's a great line, but it can't be accurate. Because somebody (laughs) has seen them, and you're not dead. They ran into that guy uh, in the bonus episodes who blew himself up. He's dead. Yes, he is. Now, he killed a lot of people, but not all of them. She says there aren't many of them left. We just need to take back Meridian from them, and then we'll, we'll be fine. We're just going to take them back. We're just take them back. Just like when they were going to take out the um, the Saviors. Remember that? Casual. We're just going to take out the Saviors in, yeah. that, in that satellite building. Take them out. Yeah, we don't know that they have hundreds of, of Saviors. Uh, we just have to take out a couple. There's not many. There's not many. There's only like eight in the poster, right? That you see in the, in the, they keep showing there's eight of them. Yes. Right? That's probably all there are, right? They haven't recruited anybody else. Maggie's sure of it. <laughs> we know they added Leah. So that's one person. Rosita says, it sounds like a suicide mission. And Daryl says, 
we don't have any food, so we're going to die here either way. You know, in other words, if we stay here, we're dead. We're going to go after them. We're dead. I mean, he's right. We need food. Everyone else says they're in except Aaron, Carol, and Rosita. Carol's not in? Carol's not up for a fight? I'm shocked. She's one of the best fighters. Yeah. About a dozen of them head off. And of course, it's pouring rain. Right? Because if the road oh. doesn't uh, have a tree in the way, then the it weather has, has to, to get you. Yeah. Okay? Now, here's what I have to call ridiculous writing and bullshit. Okay? You're going on a long trip to an unknown area to fight and kill dangerous, dangerous people. Okay? Yep. Why? I know why they wrote it into the story, but why in, Like, why would Daryl bring Dog? I, I, I had so many questions about you Dog. You don't know the really terrain. Upset. You don't know yeah. the weather. You have dog food? You have something to feed them with? You don't have food for yourself. How are you going to feed dogs? So it, it occurred to me that it's two reasons to bring dog. One, so he could run under the train, right? Because yeah. that creates a, a plot point of Daryl going under the train. So that, because dog was there to lead him. And it gets Daryl away from having, being there to save Maggie. Now, he may save Maggie afterwards because Maggie may run to where she saw Daryl go. That's so th- what I was saying. So therefore, you have a reason for dog to run under the train. You yeah. also need dog because Leah gets dog back, right? Because you've seen the picture of Daryl, right? And he sees a reaper with dog. Yes. Who's clearly Leah. That's the Leah. creepiest picture, by the way. Yeah. So you didn't bring dog. You brought dog for script purposes, but not for reality purposes. What? Is he going to jump on someone? Right? He's going to win the fight for you? No. No, you get, a, you get the dog stabbed to death. Oh. As it is, you know. I'm not convinced Dog's going to survive this, but he will if Leah takes him. Okay. So then it's raining. They decide they need shelter. Did you notice where they were standing when they when they agreed they needed shelter? At the metro station. Right. But there were buildings everywhere. Oh, yeah, there were. They're they totally couldn't were. go into a building. They wanted to <laughs> yeah, go somewhere. Yeah, exactly. To, they go, we need shelter. We got to sleep. We gotta, and they're like, we got to keep moving. So she decides to go into the subways to keep moving because they don't want to rest. Even though they could have gone into the building and had some rest. What's the hurry? Are they running out of yeah. food so badly that they have to run, 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 run? I know. By the way, ne- Negan is with them at this point. I didn't think they would take Negan, but uh, it turns out he knows the city, apparently. Somehow he knows Washington, D.C., and he has the train lines memorized. He has the train lines memorized for the D.C. area. Now, there's wow. not trains in D.C. like there are in New York, and I've got them fairly well memorized, at least the, the routes I take uh, and the crossovers yeah. and the transfers. A decent amount of it, but he's got it memorized. Anyway... Uh, he says, I don't think this is a smart idea to go into the trains, and she doesn't give a shit. He oh, knows she doesn't th- care what he's saying. Right. He says, so he knows the subway rail system, so he tells them which way they should go and where they should switch lines. So he's like, take the blue line, switch to the red line at this train station. He knows where everything is. He says to Daryl, hey man, can I talk to you for a minute? And Daryl says, what are we, buddies all of a sudden? And then he just left him in the dust, yeah. and then everyone pushed him. Did you see everyone, like, right. thrusted their shoulder into him, like, ugh. Right. Like- <laughs> Which is weird, because I know they're not buddies, but they did overthrow the Whisperers together. They did kill yeah, Beta together. Yeah, there's to be some camaraderie there. And, yeah. when, and, and I'll tell you what, what again, if, if you look for little things and stories that, that mean something, that should have meant something, he says we're not buddies, right? He hates them, right? We're not buddies. But when... Uh, the scene where Beta is... Beta's dead, by the way. Spoiler. Where Beta is being eaten by the uh, walkers. Yeah. And Negan says, holy shit, do you know who that was? And Daryl says, nobody. Right? Or just some, some asshole. Yes. Right? When he runs off, he he pats Negan on the belly like, come on, man, let's go. 
Hmm. You don't pat you, an enemy on the belly. You no, know, you don't. You just run and hope he follows you. Exactly. You don't give him the old, hey, man, come on, let's go. Come on, we're in this yeah. together. So that's the part where I go, you're going to be a dick hmm. now because Maggie's around? No, I can't be friends with you, man. My chick's here. My girl's here. My old <laughs> friend is here. My old friend. My OG friend. You're right. Exactly. Uh, I'm looking at the group and I'm thinking there's definitely a couple of red shirts in the group. Oh, for sure. The old guy and the kid. The kid almost got killed by the post worker. Right, right. The people that you don't know who they are, they're red shirts. Red shirts. And, and there's a young kid. I'm like, the kid's dying. It's, something bad's happening to the kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Negan, Negan notices the water line on the side of the tunnel and says they must flood often, which is a pretty smart thing to notice. He starts giving rational advice and Daryl says to him, if you think you're leading, it ain't working. Right? In other words, nobody wants your opinions. Do you think it's foolish if he knows something? At the Commonwealth, all of the prisoners have hoods on their heads. We saw the four of them uh, captured last season. They're being interrogated. Eugene is the first. Mercer is there in his orange armor. He's a badass-looking man. Yes, he is. A man and a woman sit at a desk, very well-dressed in suits, and they interview him, and they tell him he's going to go through an assessment. And he says, well, what if I don't pass the assessment? And they say, then you will go through reprocessing. That sounds scarier. It does. <laughs> they, each, they each ask one of them, each the four of them, what their parents did for a living, what they know about the... Oh, so, because uh, as I talked about, they care about your place in life. Yep. Yumiko says she's a lawyer, which we talked about. Ezekiel says he took three years, he uh, has three years of credit at North Carolina, and, he's, and she says, you didn't finish? And he says, well, you see, I didn't, and they cut him off. They don't care. He didn't finish college. They do not care. Yep. They right? don't care why. They don't care why. Now, this is something that made, they made it look impressive, but it's not impressive to me. So they, uh, they, asked, they start asking them all to list every zip code they ever lived in. And Yumiko says, how can anyone be expected to know that? And cut to Eugene, who rips off every one of his zip codes where he ever lived the and dates. the dates. And the dates. Now, he would, though. <laughs> Jamie, how many places have you lived? Uh, like four. Okay, I've lived in five. One, two... Four. Four places. I don't know how many places Eugene lived. Maybe a lot. But you could name the zip the zip codes and, you, and the addresses of the four places and the phone yeah. numbers, couldn't you? Yeah, because some usually they're somewhere right. in the same city. And you know what years they were? It just seemed odd. Like, you should, yeah. you should have some idea when you moved. Unless you're 70 and you're like, I don't know, I've lived in 100 places. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the women then ask them, the woman says to them, uh, 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 about the money they had and how many bowel movements they had per day. Weird. She says, what did you use to wipe with? Now, I'm not sure if they're nosy, these are sanitation questions, or they're trying to get them to slip up and say, oh, we have toilet paper back at home. Yeah, that's true. She also asked Ezekiel if he had a history of cancer, and he said Mm -hmm. no. And she said, what about that lump on your neck? Right? He's like, what are you lying for? And he said he's had that since childhood, which is a lie. Yeah. Right? Um, They ask how they ended up at the rail yard. They all told the same story, that they'd been wandering around for years. They ended up someplace with a radio, made contact with Stephanie, pretended they were part of a large community because they were scared to admit they were alone. And the two of them keep asking uh, and grilling them for the location of their settlement. Where's the location of your settlement? Where's the lo- And they keep saying, we don't yeah. have one. And they clearly do not believe them. Ezekiel turns and asks uh, Mercer if he's in charge, and Mercer says yes. Ezekiel says, do you think I fear you? Oh, God. And Mercer says, you look scared to me. 
and Ezekiel starts talking trash to Mercer, saying he's probably nothing more than a former beat cop. And uh, and as he's yelling, he starts coughing. He goes into a coughing fit, and he coughs up a little blood, which they notice, which is a clear indication he, he's probably got something wrong with him. Probably yeah. lying, lying about the cancer thing there, Ezekiel. Oh. Later, we see the four of them at a table. They're inside a cage eating, and Ezekiel was uh, bragging about how he told Mercer off. And Eugene says, I, I think... We should stay here and be honest with them. They can help us. Maybe we can get help from these people for everyone in, in, in Alexandria. And the rest of them are like, no, they're going to invade Alexandria and kill everybody. We don't know these people. And Princess goes uh, uh, up to a couple in the next cage and says, how long have you been here? He says four months. And she says nine months. And he says, oh, I forgot because of the reprocessing. And Yumiko gets very nervous and says, what do you mean? Right? Like, did you forget five months? Yeah. Mercer walks into the next cell, grabs a man, and says they're taking him to reprocessing. So now Eugene looks terrified and says, okay, I agree with you guys. We got to go. <laughs> uh, you guys are right. Okay, you guys are yeah. right. Let's go. Uh, yeah, maybe we should go. Yeah. Uh, down in the subway, they come upon a ton of bodies in plastic bags that are all taped up. Uh, they don't know if they were dead before they were in the bags. They don't know anything. Daryl decides to poke one, and it moves. He kills it. Can we talk about why did you stick your finger in there? Why didn't he just kick it with his foot? I don't know. I jumped 10 feet. Did you? (laughs) I did. So they noticed that on this particular one, and maybe all of them, the throat was slit, and so deeply the voice box was gone because the walker wasn't making any noise. Yeah. Which is possible that these are also all lurkers, right? They're in plastic bags. And but maybe I guess they can't breathe. I don't know if they need to breathe, but because they live underwater. But they're all dead. But they must have been killed as walkers, right? Because they're dead. They look like they turned. But when he woke one up, it was it was a walker. Oh yeah, they're definitely all walkers. I think they were just kind of lurking, lurking. or lurking. not lurking, not l- lurking, but lurking. So the whole episode, they're all lurkers. They're now, all what, lurkers, basically. What I don't understand is why did they need to kill all of them? Couldn't they have just moved a couple and made a path to walk through? That's what I thought. Or walk along the little rail thing on the side. Maggie says these people were killed during the fall, I guess, of civilization and not by the Reapers. I don't know how she would know that. How does she know when they were killed? I don't know. And if the, if the that. tunnel floods, how are all of the bodies in one place neatly next to each other? You'd think they'd be all over and floating up on the platform. Right, or on top of each other. Yeah. Negan says they might be walking into a mass grave that's still in use. In other words, he doesn't believe they've been there that long. He believes that someone's been putting these bodies there recently. I mean, if the bodies don't have, the bags don't have dust on them, I guess that it's easy to, you know, I don't know. I'm calling body bag flooding bullshit. (laughs) All I know is I would want to keep going down there. Negan says, I'm asking if you are sure all of them were killed during the fall. And Maggie ignores him because it's Negan and says to her people, take them all out, make a path. We're not stopping. So the young kid, of course, not paying attention, and a giant, fat, disgusting walker stands oh, up. gross. Wasn't in a bag, just stands up. The big one, of course, not in a bag. Guess yeah. they didn't have a bag big enough. <laughs> the giant one. He attacks the kid. Negan pushes the, uh, the, the kid out of the way um, and, tries to, and, and kills the fat bastard, who reminded me of the well walker. Yes, oh my gosh, I thought the same thing of the wall walker in season two. Yeah, so Negan has him him up against the wall and he's struggling. Nobody helps Negan. Nobody helps, nobody cares. Now, they they made it a point to say they needed him because he knew the city. But yet they don't want to save him from the walker. So you clearly didn't really need him, which we'll find out later. 
Maggie tells the group after that to pay attention so that uh, we don't miss any more of them. And Negan says, pay attention? That's it? That's your big plan? Oh, God. Anything else we should be paying attention to? And then Alden says, I'm this close to slapping a gag in your mouth. And Negan says, you going to get up on your tippy toes and try it? <laughs> this, this, this doesn't go well. So Daryl tells them to shut up, cut it out, and, and tells Negan that uh, you didn't give a shit about that kid. And he says, no, Maggie doesn't give a shit about that kid. She's been a dictator since we left. She doesn't listen to these people. She doesn't listen. Uh, she, just, she just tells you what to do. Um, we don't know if this, is, if, if this tunnel is a way out. Whoever or whatever killed these people could still be down here. Has the thought crossed anyone else's mind? Exactly. It has. So this is a death march, and you, Maggie, are the goddamn Pied Piper. Oh, God. I was sweating. Oh, my God. Right. And then he says, you don't Shit. need me here. You guys, if none of you read a goddamn map, you don't need me to tell you which way to go. I don't know where they'd get a map from of the tunnel system. Yeah. You know, they might be laying in a holder after all these years. Uh, Negan says, if you want to kill me, you're, you only brought me here to kill me because you didn't want to do it back at Alexandria. He said, that's the way you want to roll. That's fine. But not me. I'm out. I'm not going to walk into a death trap. And the kid next to him says, Negan's a dick, but he makes sense. The gray hair old guy agrees, right? He's yep. in the back with the kid and says he wouldn't be down here. We shouldn't be down here. And Agatha says, just let him go. All he's doing is slowing us down. And that's what Maggie says. We need him. He knows the city. And Negan says what I said before. So you brought yep. me down here to be your damn tour guide. You can't read a goddamn map. He goes, you brought me here to die. If I don't die here, she'll do it. At Alexandria or at the private or, or in private or here in the jungle. He says to Daryl, I thought you were in on it, but I know you're not based on the glazed look in your eyes. Father Gabriel says you're paranoid. And Negan says, yeah, but I'm right. Oof. So he says to Maggie, so what do you say? Let's get it done right here, right now. Because I'm not going to let you drag me through the mud and put me down like a dog. At this point, I thought he was being the new Negan, right? I thought he was yeah. being like, you know what? I'm trying here. And then he says, not going to let me, not going to let you put me down like a dog. And then he says, like Glenn was. No. And, well, you saw the episode, right? I know I did, but I was like <laughs> screaming because like, oh, okay. what are you doing? Right. What are you saying? Daryl punches him in the face. Now, on Shit. Talking Dead, Jeffrey Dean Morgan revealed that when he read that in the script, he called Angela Kang and said, Hilarious. I don't think I should say that yep. because it's going to erase all the goodwill I've been building up. Yeah. I don't think I should say that. And she disagreed with him. And he said, after seeing it and knowing what comes next, he yep. understood it. Okay. Makes more sense. Negan's on the ground after Daryl punched him. Maggie steps up to him with her gun pulled and says, we're moving fast because our kids are hungry and I'm in charge because that's how people voted. She says, as far as killing you, it's always on my mind. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong about me because you aren't. The woman who left six years ago is not the one standing over you now. There's a little bit of her still in me, and that's the only thing keeping you still breathing. I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, keep pushing me, Negan, please. Oof. Now, how does she not kill him when he just made a joke about Glenn? Now, I, I swear to God, he'd be dead in my book. Right. Now, I know <laughs> I you need him. You need him to fight. Happy. And maybe you're hoping the Reapers kill him or he kills a couple of Reapers before he dies. So I, I know you need him. I guess you can kill him at any time. All right. Let's talk about the Commonwealth. But before we do, uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Dan Fogler, Luke on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com if you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Anyway, back at the Commonwealth, the four of them make a plan, and Princess is spaced out, staring uh, off into space. Yumiko says, snap out of it. She says, no, 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 those two are flirting with each other, and she knows their names. And Eugene says, you can tell them apart? They're in armor. Like, what? How are you talking about? She She says she was listening the whole time that they were in the cart with the hoods on their head. She heard everything. (laughs) <laughs> She's been watching them, and she has all their names. She's, like, rambling off all kinds of statistics about them. Uh, their names, what they're into, what they don't like about each other, who's mad at who. She got all the gossip. All she the gossip. She, she had all the tea. Now, would you be like that if you were had the your hands tied and the hood on your head? Would you be listening? Or would you just be, like, just trying to pass the time? I, I would be trying to listen, but it would be hard to get all her de- details. Yeah, I would be listening because that's the way my mind works. I don't know if I'd remember everything. It's same. Yeah. Right. Okay. So she says she's been watching them and the romantic couple goes on breaks every six hours. They disappear for one hour and the second one leaves right after them. And then shortly after the other one leaves, she goes, they probably spend most of the time taking off that armor. Uh, <laughs> and that's when a light bulb goes off on all of them. Like, take off your armor. Right. Because yeah, they're having hello. sex without the armor. Mm. So, okay. The next scene you see them in, Princess and Eugene are walking down a hall with two guards behind them. A third guard comes out of a room for no reason and says, where are you taking those two? Now, as they walk down the hall, 
Which, by the way, I don't know how they knew where to go. That's what I... Princess probably knew. Yeah. They walk down the hall and they show the guy that was taken for reprocessing. Mercer standing over them. The couple, oh the, the couple you saw before where the guy didn't know how many months he's been there. They're yeah. in another room, right? And uh, they go, we're taking them for processing. And then the two of them pretend they're mad at the guards. Right? They're like, yeah, oh, your hands off me, right? Reprocessing. Reprocessing. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's clear that um, it's you. Sorry, it's Eugene and Yumiko in the armor. Yes. Right? And it's, uh, it's Princess and... Um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel uh, pretending to be prisoners. It was very much, very Star Wars-like. Very Star Wars-like when, when Luke and Han put on the Stormtrooper armor. Oh, yes. Very much so. And pretend that they got war- they got Chewbacca as a prisoner. <laughs> right? That's definitely a callback to that. So here's where I have to call, I have to call some bullshit. Okay? They were in a cage, right? They're in a prison. They're locked up in a cage. Simply knowing that the couple is going to go have sex, how did they get out of the cage to go where they don't know where they went to have sex, find them, take the armor, not have them hear them taking the armor, put the armor on, knowing for some reason (laughs) how to put the armor on. Exactly. Find a hallway they had no business knowing the hallway. I I don't know. They Again, I know you're supposed to suspend disbelief, but it should still make sense. I'm calling. I'm calling. Uh, Luke and Han Stormtrooper esque <laughs> bullshit on that whole scene. Okay. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, how the hell did they get out of the little lunchroom right. the cage? Right. <laughs> they walk out of a side door that isn't locked, which seems weird to me, and they find a huge yellow bin of conf- confiscated dollar bills. Yep. Which I think is outside. So why wouldn't it be covered? Uh, then they come to the wall of photographs, which in the comics is the um, I think it's the wall of the lost. Now, in the comics, the Wall of the Lost is right by the entrance to Commonwealth. And so when um, Michonne and the other people that were with Michonne in the comics for this section of the story, they they go right up to the board because they want people coming in yeah. to see the board. Now, I saw uh, someone on Twitter, I think, or one of the videos I watch, uh, ask the question, if this board is so important, why is it buried in an alleyway in the dark, Right. And yep. I'll tell you why that is. Which oh. we're, we're, no one's going to see it, right? It's there because it has to be there. So when the good guys sneak out, they see it and don't leave because of it. Mm. If the board was in the front entrance, they would never be able to get out, right? Yeah, they would never see it. So inst- Right. So instead of Yumiko seeing the picture when they first got there and cooperating, they've rewritten the story to where they want to escape and they can't escape They've got to go back because Yumiko's brother's there. So this wall of the loss, which is supposed to be very important, yep, is, she doesn't is, want to leave now. Is buried somewhere, and it's only there as a plot yeah. point. You know, I'm surprised Dog wasn't there. <laughs> oh. Just because he needed a dog in the scene. Yeah. Princess stops to stare at it. What was there about a thousand pictures on there? Maybe about. And somehow, in about a minute's time, she spots the picture of Yumiko and her brother. Um, and she says, Yumiko, you have to you have to come over here and look at this. It's uh, it's Tommy. And I'm looking for my sister, uh, Miko. Thousand pictures on the wall. And of course, the little Heath note. But of those four people, note. first of all, we're assuming it's the only Heath in on the planet. Right. Could be another Heath. <laughs> Could be someone lost a Heath candy bar. But uh, it's Heath. Heath bar. Now, there was a drawing. Did you were you able to make out the drawing? Was it dreadlocks? So I read that it was a drawing of Heath or a drawing of a, of a man. 
but I don't know if it was Heath or not. Oh, it was, uh, I don't remember. But it wasn't a picture. It wasn't no, like, it wasn't. right? And I'm, you know what I'm wondering? I know they want to work with Corey Hawkins again, but what if you bring back Heath and it's a different actor? Oh, don't do that. And you couldn't oh, no. put the picture up because oh. it wouldn't make any sense. Because if oh, it's I a picture like of Corey, then the new actor wouldn't make sense. If you put a picture of the new actor, then it yeah, would make, make sense. sense. You wouldn't think it was Heath. You're like, that guy's not Heath. Oh. They could recast Heath. It was such a minor role. It was, but still. And Corey Hawkins has said he wants to come back, but it doesn't mean he has to be. So I'm mm-hmm. just saying. So they all go back in. Now, again, they go back in, right? They, they decided not to leave. How do they get the armor off? How do they get the armor back exactly where it was to the couple having sex where exactly. they don't notice it was moved and I then know. sneak back into their cage? It's not possible. No. <laughs> Somebody explain that to me. Explain it to me. You can't. You and now can't. they're just sitting there like, do do do, nothing happened. Right. We'll just, we'll just go back. We'll just we'll go just, back. Nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, back in the subway, they're still killing all the bags of walkers for some reason. Again, I don't know why they don't just walk past them. They're in bags. They can do you no they're, harm. They're sealed. They're, it wasn't like the military guys where they could get up. No. They're dead. Stupid. They call for Roy and Gage, uh, the old guy and the young kid, and they're both gone. Right? The two guys in the back. Either they wanted off, uh, they wanted to get away, like they said Negan was right, or somebody grabbed them from behind and killed them. But Holy but shit. they took their supplies and their extra ammo clips, and nobody noticed. So the two people most likely to split took. They were the ones in charge of the ammo and the food. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Oh How do you give the two wimps most likely <laughs> to leave two, the two red shirts? The two red shirts. You give them that. Why wouldn't everyone carry ammo? Carry your own damn ammo, yeah. I, I oh, they took the oh my god. They those two guys are the human tree in the road. <laughs> I know. If they have ammo, they'll be able to kill the reapers. Yeah. So let's take away their food and ammo. How can we do that? Oh my god. We'll, we'll just have the old guy and the young guy run off. They're gonna run off by themselves back to where? Alexandria? They can't go back to Alexandria. Because once the, the, the group gets back, they'll kill them. Oh, they're dead meat. So they've given up society. They've, they've, what have they been through at Maggie already? They've been through hell with Maggie. Right? Now they're going to run away? Oh, my God. Now they're going to they're say, you know, Maggie, we don't trust you as a leader anymore. Got to go. So one of them says, I think Agatha maybe says, well, I don't know. Uh, it's because of asshole Negan. It's his fault. He scared them off. Then Daryl hears something coming from the other end of the tunnel. It's a herd... Oh my God! That the her- now the herd has a clear path to walk through because they move the bodies out of the way. However, <laughs> if you look at the bodies, they're not moved to the side; they're just spaced out to walk between them. Yeah. Did you see any walkers trip over them? None. Right. So the walkers find a way to walk around like a puzzle. <laughs> the the I, I can't with the I can't with the, I love the show. But there was just so many plot holes. They'd be all tripping all over each other in real life if there were such a thing. Right. So the the walkers are now coming from where they were. Right? Yes. Right? They're not coming from where they're going because now so did the Gage and the and the the, the two the old guy and the kid did they run into the herd of walkers? Because, they could have. I mean, the Negan already saved the kid once. So they start running away from the walkers and they run into a train. Which oh had God. to have been up ahead, right? It had to be. Where else would it be? Yeah. Right. So that means the walkers were coming from where they were. 
So this herd of walkers was following them and they didn't hear it the whole time? In, in a tunnel where it. there's echoes? I was going to say the echoes. Come on now. Yeah, I, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Unless they cut the throats of every walker and they were barely making any noise. I feel like the herd, though, the, those ones were making sound, though. So they, yeah, they were making sound. Right. But they, maybe some of them had, I don't know. So they yeah. try to get into the train car, but the door is locked. Of course. So they is. bang on the windows. And of course, they can't get in the windows. The windows don't open on the train. So they have to climb up on top of the train. Okay. Yep. They are all carrying crowbars and none of them uses a crowbar to smash the glass. They don't even show you trying. Like, show me trying that it's bulletproof glass, that it doesn't break. <laughs> Make an attempt. Yeah. Try it. Just one bang. They all start climbing on top of the train. Now, I know Maggie's a strong leader, but in what world does the woman go last? Uh, thank you. I know yeah. she's the leader and she's telling everybody to go up, go up, go up, go up, be the hero. I get it. But I would have thought somebody would have said, you know, Maggie, you're the leader. But she's like, everybody run up there. She's the leader. I get it. Okay. Daryl's under the train at this point. Why? Because dog, dog, dog ran man. under the train. Dog. Mm. So Daryl had to climb under the train, which I'm not sure I would go under the train. It could, it could crush you. I'd be like, treat, treat, come here, treat. <laughs> get him out. Right. Daryl tried to lift the dog onto the roof of the train car. Right. Oh, at first. Yeah. And so, so you're going to get the dog to know not to fall off the side of I the know. train car. That was oh your plan. God. That was oh. your plan. Okay. Negan and Maggie, are the last two. Negan goes up first. Then Maggie. Maggie is struggling to get up. Why is she struggling? There's a ladder. Well, because they were pulling her feet. Yeah, but at first she couldn't get up high enough. And if you had the ladder, you'd pull you'd pull yourself from the ladder. Yeah, ho- hoist, Maggie. Hoist yourself. Hoist. Now, I, I, know, I don't think there's a ladder on subway trains that goes all the way to the top. So I have to guess that people just grab the top and pull themselves up. But again, I oh, say, you're right. how is dog going to do that? Oh, dog can't. He doesn't have thumbs. <laughs> so she says, Negan, help me. Negan, help me. Now, did everybody else run so far ahead? Wouldn't they have just stayed at the top of the train car? Till everybody got up, where That's would they what have? I thought. Where they would they have run peek, to? Where? What's the hurry? Over the edge. Yeah. What's over there? Well, where are they? Once you're on the top of the train car, you're not in danger anymore. So, so Negan sees her and she says, "Negan, help me." And for a second, you thought Negan's going to do the right thing and redeem himself. And he looks I at her. I for sure thought that. He looks at her. Now, he doesn't hate her, but he knows she wants him dead. Mm-hmm. So. He leaves her to fall to the walkers. Oh my God. So Negan left her. But then in the trailers, we've seen them fighting together. Again, thanks, trailer guy. Uh, trailer guy. You've already shown me too much. I know Maggie doesn't <laughs> die. You've already shown her fighting in the woods with Negan. I know. Dumbasses. You know, like Marvel would never do that. No, they wouldn't. Marvel's trailers tell you nothing. Marvel's trailers sometimes put in scenes that aren't even in the movie. What? They film scenes for the trailer that aren't in the film so you to, to give you misdirection. What? So, and I don't think The Walking Dead does that. I don't think the scene with Maggie and, and Negan in the woods never happens. Because that, oh, no, that'd be it, brilliant. That, yeah, I don't think they did that. All right, before we break down uh, Talking Dead, or as Jamie likes to call it, The Talking Dead, <laughs> uh, let's just take our last break real quick. And I'm going to play an ID from an old... <gasps> oh old cast member that we got to interview. Oh. And you're going to say, why? Why are you playing this old ID of this person who hasn't been on the show in a long time? Who who basically nobody cared about either when she died. Certainly not her sister. But uh, here's, uh, here's, <laughs> here's an oldie but a goodie. We'll explain why we're playing it in a minute. 
Hi, this is Emily Kinney, Beth on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David, Brody, and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm late. I'm late for the important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com if you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Okay. That was uh, Emily Kinney before the commercial break. Uh, We'll talk about her in a minute. We'll explain why we played that. Uh, Chris Hardwick, you had some Chris Hardwick news. Yes. He and his wife Lydia just announced on Instagram and Talking Dead that they are expecting a baby. Yes. Uh, They're expecting a rich baby. Uh, Oh, very. The sonogram showed a rich baby. Now, he was just like making it rain in the uterus now, there. If you don't know, <laughs> yes, Chris Hardwick is probably very wealthy. He has a nice career. He does stand-up comedy, uh, makes a lot of money doing that. He's, he's had like five television shows. But his wife, yep. his wife's last name is Hearst, uh, as in one of the richest families in the history of America. If you've ever been to California, I think it's San Luis Obispo to Hearst Castle. Yep. That's the Hearst family. Wow. Billions! So I don't know how much she's particularly <laughs> worth, but I think she's the heir to part of the fortune. Wow. So they rich. Yep, they are. So that kid, if he's healthy, or her, she's healthy, God willing, uh, will be born into money. <laughs> Lots of she's money. She's about to get some money. <laughs> uh, Angela Kang's on the show. Big surprise. It's on every, everywhere. Shocker. So we talked about her talking about the Romers, Lurkers, and Turkers. Uh, uh, Romers and Lurkers, excuse me. By the way, I've noticed something about Angela Kang. 
First of all, when she's on interview shows, she ums a lot. A lot. She does. She and, always and, looks so nervous. She, right. She's very nervous. So she's like, so anyway, so the walkers, uh, they're in the scene. And um, yeah, she does um, yeah, a lot. And I'm not she finding does. fault she's if that's what you so do. Cute. <laughs> she, right. But she's, she must do a lot of interviews and a lot of talking. And I, I would, usually that's from nervous people. And so she, I guess she's still nervous. And when she does interviews, she says like and kind of a lot for no reason. So I read she one. Does. I read an interview where she said, "I, I saw. So I'm really excited about next episode, and I'm, I'm hoping that people kind of watch it and enjoy it. No, you're just hoping people watch it and enjoy it, not kind, kind of, of watch it. Right? Don't don't throw kind of's in for no reason. Oh. I talk about that in the Brooklyn Boys a lot. Um, people throw in kind of's and, and sort of's. Like cable news does it a lot. They'll go, oh, there was a, sort of a riot. No, there wasn't sort of a riot. Or there's there sort there of there was or there wasn't. They go, there, there's sort of this feeling of nope. There's a feeling of it. It's not a sort. <laughs> There's sort of this crowd. Nope, there's a crowd. There's kind of this. No, okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> listen to the Brooklyn Boys for that kind of comedy. Yes. Uh, J- uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan says he called Angela Kang twice. Once about saying the Glenn thing, <laughs> and the other about leaving Maggie at the bottom of the train, so letting funny. her fall. He's like, I don't think that's a good move. That's not going to help me. That's going to make me look like a bad guy again. He said Angela calmed him down and explained where it was going, and he said it totally makes sense. I get it. But he did not want to do those two things originally. No, he did not. Did not. Uh, anything else from Talking Dead stand out to you? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Michael James Shaw. He's got Popeye arms. Man, he's... Yeah, Mercer. He's a big dude. He's a very big dude, and apparently he was a fan of the comic books. He cursed on live television. He dropped the F-bomb. So I think Daryl said shit earlier in the episode, but then they asked him how he likes his armor, and he said, oh, I asked how he likes his mohawk. <laughs> And he says, I fucking love it. Or something like that. <laughs> now I got to mark this episode explicit. Oh, damn it. damn it. Okay. Explicit. Damn it. <laughs> so um, Chris uh, Hardwick said, damn it, if you can't curse one time to, to explain how excited you are about your mohawk, he goes, it's cable. <laughs> Hilarious. So he did curse on live TV and they bleeped it afterwards. It was like, I fucking boob it. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Missed it. Yeah. So there was, it's, listen, you can do a live show with a slight delay, but apparently there was not enough delay that the guy timed it right. Yeah. So, so there you go. For next week, they showed a scene of um, Yumiko and Princess yelling at a guard. They're yelling at, at um, a, and they, they asked to speak to someone who's in charge. And then Princess I says, I demand to speak to the manager. <laughs> I love her character. She cracks me up. She's fantastic. So that's, that's next week. Or if you have AMC premiere, you may have already seen the episode. Uh, next week on Talking Dead, Josh McDermott. That makes sense. Yep. Lauren Cohan. That makes, makes sense. sense. And I talked about it a little while ago. Emily Kinney. Woo! Emily's back. Wow. So I hope they address the fact, and I'm going to tweet Chris Hardwick, to, to address the fact that up until like last season maybe, um, when people pointed it out for four, six, four years or whatever, that, that uh, Maggie never mentioned her dead sister. Ever. Never. Never mentioned her dead sister. So I hope she says something like, hey, I'm sorry I missed you. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, that'll be interesting <laughs> to see them together. But Emily is most, I mean, uh, oh, I'm sorry, spoiler, Beth is dead. Uh, she's most absolutely dead. But maybe, I mean, I can't see why. She could come back in a Tales of the Walking Dead episode. But would, is there anything worth seeing about them at the farm? I mean, I, she was so young, like, what would it show her in school? I mean, there's not a whole lot of backstory right, so there. I, I, maybe she has a new album out that she's promoting. <laughs> you know, or she's just she bored. Or, yeah. or she needed the 200 bucks for going on the show. Oh. Oh, you know what? Remind me. I got to ask uh, Mips how much she got paid for being on Talking Dead. Oh, you get paid for that? 
Yeah, you get paid for TV appearances, absolutely. Oh, I didn't realize they got paid for talking. Yeah, you, you probably get like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Hmm, I mean, they might do it for, they might waive the fee or donate it, but you do, you do get paid for talk shows. Wow. Yeah, even though you're promoting something, you do, you do get a little something. I a little parting gift. That. Or maybe you got a gift basket. Anyway, Mips, Mips, uh, Sebastian, uh, again, who, you know him as Cole from Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Normally of, he's dead. Uh, spoiler. Uh, he and I are, uh, will be in fantasy football again in two weeks. So, very excited. I know my, you guys do that every year. My star-studded celebrity uh, <laughs> fantasy football league with uh, him, me. I guess I'm not really a celebrity. Yes, and then, you are. And then, nah, no, stop. I'm known. You, I'm a celebrity. Yeah, no, you stop. Are. You I'm, are. I'm, I'm known. I'm known by people. I'm not a celebrity. That that uh, means you're a celebrity. No, it doesn't. Known. No, it does not. No, that means you're <laughs> celebrated. I'm not celebrated. Celebrity means I to, celebrate you. Oh, then I'm a celebrity. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, by the way, Sebastian Sazi, S-O-Z-Z-I, who's my buddy. We've talked about him. We've had him on the podcast. Um, he's going to be on NCIS Los Angeles, I think. I think he put up an Instagram that he's filming uh, for that show. Oh, so awesome. I said, I said, are oh, you playing a cop? And then I said, because he plays cops in a lot of things. <laughs> I said, please don't die. Oh, my because gosh. Because he dies in everything. I know. He died in Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice or Superman versus Batman. Whichever one he was in, he died as a drug dealer. Spoiler. Uh, he died on Blue Bloods, I think. He died on Fear the Walking oh. Dead. Not for real, then Poor for guy. real. Yeah, he's died on a lot of shows. So oh, anyway, yeah, you're he, right. It was, wasn't for real, and then it was for real. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, I told him, I go, don't die. Now, I, I didn't get the impression it's a, it, like he got cast as a starring role. He said he's working on NCIS Los Angeles. Awesome. So I was like, oh, that, uh, good. Maybe he'll have a couple episodes. But he didn't say like he got a role. So I'm hoping he gets a role. Yeah. Maybe it turns into something because he's a good actor and a good guy. He definitely is. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, there you go. We're going to try it again here. We'll try very hard here. I'm scared. Okay. Jamie? By yes. the way, did you, did you ever listen to the end of last week's episode? I, I'm so embarrassed I didn't. <laughs> you really need to. Go listen to it. Okay. Go listen to it later. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. I'm sure you guys, because you listen in order, right? Like the Brooklyn Boys, you have to listen yeah. in order. You guys, you listeners, you already heard it. You already heard it. You already know. Um, by the way, shout out to all the people who tweeted at us some very funny things about our last podcast episode. I apologize, but the people that we mentioned were very excited. And then we got to, I want to, if I can find them, we got a bunch of tweets of people saying like, thank God they were so excited. Uh, Jessica Scruggs, very excited. We're back. Um, Marcus Cheney wrote oh. for the, for the people, <laughs> Sarah S. Wolfley 79. You're back. Oh, yay. She put up a meme of uh, Kermit the Frog clapping, yelling yay. <laughs> uh, Janovic, who's a huge Brooklyn Boys fan, sent a nice tweet out to Mike Southmaid, who I told you is uh, uh, now listening to the Brooklyn Boys. So he welcomed him to the Brooklyn Boys officially. Wow. Again, if you haven't listened to the Brooklyn Boys, there's room on the bus. Get on that thing. <laughs> Start with episode zero. Uh, L4DY, which I guess looks like Lady. Uh, that's Nanak one five uh, Naneki fifty two. My apologies. I've been checking the page like a stalker. Now I don't <laughs> feel like a big nutcase. Just a little one. Oh. Um, I appreciate you checking whatever podcast platform. Yeah. Uh, you should set yourself up for alerts. Get I get alerts. alerts. Yeah, you get a little. Oh, push by the way, here I don't know uh, if you guys listen on iHeart and get and sign up for for a subscription. Here's the weird thing: it's a glitch in the system that we've been complaining about over at the Brooklyn boys camp. You, you don't always get notifications for every episode. That is true. So here's what happens. And I, I, please, it's the dumbest thing. If three podcasts release 
before the email and or the notification go out, it only notifies you about the the last one you signed up for, oh. right? So if you signed up for Walkers and Talkers, How Stuff Works and How Stuff Doesn't Work, <laughs> and you signed up for How Stuff Doesn't Work last, then on all three release on the same day or day and a half, you'll only get a notification saying, click here, uh, How Stuff Doesn't Work has a new episode. Or if you have an email, the email will say you have a new episode. But if you open the email, you'll then see all the episodes. Oh. So don't assume because you didn't see a notification that we didn't put an episode out. Yeah. Same with the Brooklyn Boys. Brooklyn Boys, like clockwork, we put an episode out every Wednesday night. <laughs> and then people go, do you have an episode out? I go, yeah, we tweeted it. We Instagrammed it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get a notification. That's why. Okay, that makes sense. They didn't want to bombard people. Like, if you follow 40 podcasts, I'm like, well, but they, they lined up for 40 podcasts. So tell them. They, well, they didn't, want <laughs> tell to send out four, they didn't want to send out 40 emails. I said, well, can't you make the notification separate from the emails? I don't know. They're working on it. Yeah. So I apologize. But uh, if you're hearing this, you already know that uh, there's a new episode. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, are you ready? I'm ready. It's time. What time is it? Well, I'm not sure now because <laughs> the new Negan would not speak this way. Oh. But since the old Negan may or may not have abandoned Maggie, I feel like he would because uh, he, he said he would shut this shit down. That was after he killed Glenn, wasn't it? Yes. I, did, I told you. Yeah. I, no exceptions. No exceptions. Right. <laughs> I told you I would shut this shit down. No exceptions. Okay. It's time. What time is it? It's, it's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. Nicely done. <laughs> That's your best one ever. You know what I did? What you did? I'm a loser. I pulled my headphones away so I didn't get thrown off. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. I'm sorry because I knew I was going to F it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you F'd it up. You weren't even close. But all right. No problem. <laughs> Oh, you got all silent. You're like, did I really have to? I'm sorry. No. Do I, no, you, I, no. I thought I did. No, you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Don't stop recording. You stop recording yet? Don't stop recording. No, I, I'm still recording. And don't edit this part off. <laughs> I won't. I promise I won't. You liar. <laughs> no, I swear. I'm still recording. It's still going. Okay. Don't edit anything. Off. Just, just, just edit off the front crap. I'll just edit off the front stuff. Okay, fine. Okay. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.